0: Time to find out how bad I fucked up your dynasty, teams. You're in the doghouse. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy, and this is the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast, brought to you by me, because I'm the only one that cares. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13, and on Facebook. God, that's annoying. Fucking microphone cover. And on Facebook for the time being, until they fucking completely shadow ban me from the whole site. Uh, Dennis M. Roy over there How's everybody doing? We're going to talk a little bit of uh, 2020 rookies uh, We're going to go through the list And we're going to look at their stats <laughs> What a fun fucking podcast oh, But guess what, it's my podcast And I have the microphone and you don't So you will listen to every motherfucking word I gotta say all right, let's uh let's just get going here. Uh we'll start at one and kind of work our way down. Number one was running back Jonathan Taylor of the Indianapolis Colts. Uh did say if anyone tries to tell you Taylor is not the best rookie in this draft, then they are bullshitting you and just trying to get talked about within the industry. Arguably the best offensive line in the NFL wasn't for a while uh for all rookies and the talent to boot i'm not worried about marlon Mack. now let's go take a look at his stats here and let's see uh let's see how mr taylor did oh 252 attempts for 1169 yards good for a 4.64 average not bad for a rookie year uh 11 touchdowns one fumble lost also had 42 targets uh, 36 receptions for 299 yards and a touchdown. He was were, he had an 8% target share uh, between everybody that was targeted by one uh, Phillip Rivers. So very, very good year um, to build upon. Don't know if Marlon Mack's going to be back. I don't know who's going to take a shot on Marlon Mack, to be honest with you. Uh, there might be somebody, some other team that might take him. He has a free agent this year, so... We'll see what happens there, but for now, uh, Jonathan Taylor definitely is the main guy there. Uh, Still not worried about Marlon Mack. Number two, Cam Akers running back for the Rams. Uh, He started off slow, uh, but he got it rolling late in the year going into the actual playoffs, uh, which was good to see. He has to overcome a poor offensive line, but he's already done that at Florida State. Hopefully the Rams will pull their heads out of their ass and build it up sooner rather than later. You cannot argue that he falls into a good system for running backs, and because they drafted him so high, I'm not worried about Malcolm Brown or Daryl Henderson killing his value. Uh, Well, that part's not true, but he is definitely going to be the guy going into 2021. Uh, Let's take a look, see how his stats ended up here. Um <clears throat> not really all that great though. Hundred and seventy four attempts for six hundred and twenty five yards. Good for a three point five nine average. Woof. Woof. Uh but he did get it going late in the year, uh, which was good. Uh before he eventually got injured, of course, but uh had a good showing against the Packers. That's all that matters. Uh two touchdowns, one fumble loss. So he's gonna get them touchdowns that wasn't very touchdown reliant, huh? Uh, 17 targets in the passing game, 11 receptions for 123 yards. Uh, had a 3% target share overall on the season. Um, he's going to build upon that. He's definitely the main guy. You can see he has he has the most upside of all the running backs there. Uh, but they did bring him along slowly, uh, so he didn't get really get all that much wear and tear. I did get hurt, but. Uh, like I said, he, he looked good against the Packers. Uh, they definitely are going to build upon there. Uh, would expect them to focus on offensive line this year uh, for the draft. I think they're still in draft pick hell this year. I'll have to double-check that one. I'm not 100% on that, so I don't want to overstep. But Number three, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, running back for the Chiefs. Drafted into a good system for running backs, and I'm a little concerned with Damian Williams. didn't happen. He opted out. Uh, still there. <clears throat> Still there for at least year one, but if but in the end, if his talent is as good as I see it, he should grab a role similar to Kareem Hunt in past years. Uh, he certainly did do that. Uh, let's see what he had: 197 attempts. Uh, they didn't utilize him, you know, fully. Of course, it's a heavy pass offense. Uh, 803 yards, 4.08 average, not bad. Four touchdowns, no fumbles lost. No fumbles lost. That's see, so see that's not too bad. Uh 60 targets in the passing game, 36 receptions for 297 yards and one touchdown. Uh on the season, 10% target share. That's pretty good. It's pretty good for a running back. <laughs> Tyreek Hill had a 23% target share and uh Travis Kelsey had a twenty-four percent. So, I mean, basically, if you just knock out fifty percent of it, he had twenty percent share of the rest of it. Uh, so that's pretty damn good, to be honest with you. Um, he does need to work on a short his short yardage game, especially at the goal line. Um, but I would expect uh if they are able to get a full camp in there, uh, he's gonna build upon that. So three top end running backs, they're still really, really good there. <clears throat> Michael Pittman Jr. came in at number four, uh, wide receiver for the Colts. The other rookie. So let's see what he did this year. Uh, 66 targets. He was hurt. Um, can't remember exactly what it, the hell it was. He was on injured reserve for three weeks. So um, he had 66 targets, 39 receptions for 497 yards and a touchdown good for a twelve percent target share in the season also had four rushes for twenty six yards so not a terrific rookie season, but they were kind of bringing him along slowly uh fitting him in there it took kind of took a while for his legs to kind of get under him but uh I do like Michael pittman probably a little bit too high on here but um especially when we get down here a little bit more to the other wide receivers but Uh, still like Michael Pittman. We'll have to see who the quarterback is going to be for the Indianapolis Colts. Let's keep our fingers crossed that Matt Stafford is the guy that gets traded there. Uh, that'd be great. Number five, T Higgins, the wide receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals. Lines up across from A.J. Green for year one and learn from a great wide receiver. Once Green leaves, it will be Higgins in the number one spot. And with a new QB for the Bengals, there will be time to grow and grow quickly. With Joe Burrow, they did work out in the offseason. We had talked about that over the summer. So it was really high on T. Higgins. Uh, we'll have to see how uh, Joe Burrow comes along with the knee. Uh, had ACL surgery. Um... But, you know, i got a buddy who's a huge Bengals fan, and we were talking about at least it happened earlier in the season. Uh, quarterback, it won't be take nearly as long as, say, with a running back uh, as far as with the cutting and stuff like that. So we have less worries uh, that he should start the season outright. Uh, let's see T. Higgins here. 115 targets, 67 receptions. 908 yards and six touchdowns good for a 20 percent target share same target share that tyler boyd had uh five he also had five attempts uh rushing attempts for 28 yards so they like to get him kind of utilized a little bit there uh very little of course but uh t higgins worked out really really well um you're welcome you're welcome now he he probably didn't need to take him there at the five spot he probably dropped into the second or third round so um yeah we like T. higgins that was a good pick joe burrow of course he was going to be the top quarterback um he came in at number six quarterback for the Bengals. uh depending on your needs if you really needed a quarterback to grow on your roster you can make an argument to grab burrow with the number one pick and i wouldn't fault you uh, he is the best quarterback to get drafted in the past eight years and has the talent to excel with the Bengals and make them contenders as long as the team continues to build in a positive fashion. And he certainly was off to a really good start. Oh, God, what week did he get hurt? Oh, week 11. Oh, So he had 10 games under his belt. Let's see what 10 games got us. 264 completions on 404 attempts, twenty-six ninety-eight worth of the yardage, 13 touchdowns, five interceptions. Not bad. Not bad for a rookie. Um, could probably just say another five. Well, you know, the one game he got hurt, so. But let's just say another five, so he would have had about 20 touchdowns in there. So it's not too bad. Um 37 rushing attempts for 142 yards, good for a 3.84 average, not bad for a quarterback. Uh, three touchdowns, uh, but he did have, you know, four fumbles lost. Uh, so nine turnovers uh, versus 16 touchdowns. Not that great, but, I mean, we're talking the Bengals, year one um, of the system, uh, still uh he had it, man. He had everything you wanted out of a quarterback in there. So hopefully, he comes back year uh, for year two, right at the beginning of year two. Uh, seven, AJ Dillon running back of the Packers. It's no secret that I'm higher on Dylan than most, and I have my reasons. The main reason is that you can tell that the Packers are transitioning to more of a power rushing offense. They uh, they are. Uh, Add in the fact that more than likely Aaron Jones will leave in free agency after the season, which will give Dylan the opportunity to be the main running back for Green Bay for the next few seasons. Um, I don't think they re signed Aaron Jones, to be completely honest with you. I think they actually re signed Jamal Williams. Um, I would say I'd, I would prefer them, you know, re signing Aaron Jones. Of course, he's a more dynamic uh, running back, especially in the passing game. Um, so. But it is what it is. We'll have to see what they do in the offseason. On the season, he only had 46 attempts, and we talked about this. He probably wasn't getting much in year one. But 46 rushing attempts, 242 yards, good for a 5.26 average. 5.26. Aaron Jones was at a 5.11. Two touchdowns, no fumbles lost. Had two targets, two receptions, 21 yards. And we do remember the Week 16 game versus the Tennessee Titans where he had 21 carries for 124 yards, good for a 5.9 average, two touchdowns, one target, one reception, five yards. Look good. Good behind this offensive line. He's a good fucking running back. That kid is awesome. Um, Is he, you know, top seven of the dynasty? Eh, meh. It's kind of a wait and see, but I mean <laughs> the evidence is there. Go look at any fucking game film of AJ Dillon, man. And the kid can catch. He showed it in the game uh, this last weekend in the conference, in the conference championship. Look really fucking good. That kid, that kid is doling out punishment. He's not taking punishment. Love, love, love AJ Dillon. Number eight, DeAndre Swift running back for the Lions. Uh, not a terrific spot for Swift since the Lions haven't had a 1,000-yard rusher in around a decade, and he has to deal with Carryon Johnson being there as well, and then they brought in Adrian Peterson, so that fucked it up more. Uh, you cannot deny that the Lions have built up this offensive line really well this offseason, that is true, uh, which will hopefully open up better running lanes and allow Matthew Stafford to stay upright and distribute the balls, the balls, the balls. To guys like Swift, who are able who are, who are able pass catchers. Uh, it truly, truly sucked when they got Adrian Peterson in here. Um, plus, then, you know, he had the injury middle of the season, so he was out for three games. Uh, let's see how he did. One, uh, 121 attempts for 521. Good for a 4.31 average. Eight touchdowns. Two fumbles lost. Okay. 62 targets, made 46 receptions for 357 and two. 11 percent target share. That was 10 total touchdowns. That kid had 10 total touchdowns in the season. Man, and he had almost had 900 total yards, missing three games, and just the fact that they like didn't want to give him the fucking ball. So. DeAndre Swift, man, he's going to be special. We'll have to see what happens now with Dan Campbell as head coach um, and the offensive moves that they make there. Number nine, J.K. Dobbins, running back of the Ravens. Uh, I should like Dobbins more because the Ravens are a terrific landing spot for a new running back. The problem is that I'm not enamored with Dobbins and wouldn't be surprised if he is the running back that flops hard from this rookie class. I'm willing to take the risk on him for the system and team build uh, that he is coming into more than the running back himself. Um, I'm still not all that high. He has impressed me a little bit, um, this season. Um, but like I said, I think it has more to do with the system than it does with the running back. Um, they 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 give him some wide the fucking lanes to run through, but I mean he's most certainly he is he is better than Gus Edwards. He is better than uh, Mark Ingram, so I give him the benefit of the doubt. Well, give me another year looking at him, and I'm probably going to change that whole and, and I'll you know end up changing that whole bust uh, line in there. So and I'll take an L for it. It's fine. Um, 147 attempts, 805 yards, 5.48 average, very nice average. Uh, nine total TD, uh nine TDs rushing, uh, zero fumbles lost. That's interesting. I thought he had a fumble in there somewhere. I guess not. Uh, 23 targets in the passing game, 18 receptions for 120 yards, so they do not utilize him very much. Uh, he didn't really utilize much of the running backs in the passing game. Uh, 6% uh, total target share there. Number 12, oof, this is going to be a big L, big L, I think. Um, Henry Ruggs third wide receiver for the Raiders. Uh, Ruggs is an enigma because as the first wide receiver draft of this season, he has a lot of pressure on him to perform, and the question is whether or not the Raiders were the correct spot for him as well. If he can show that he can run a multiple route tree from the outside and use his speed to beat uh, top coverage, then he will succeed in this league. If he is a straight-ahead route runner, then he won't last long at all. Willing to bet that John Gruden will get him heavily involved in the offense, even if it's just to prove that he was the correct pick. Um, injuries certainly derailed him early. And then he had another injury in week 15. Uh, he had two weeks off in there. So let's see how he did. Not very good. Uh, 46 targets, 26 receptions for 452. Two touchdowns, good for an 8% target share. Uh, also had eight rushing attempts for 51 yards, good for 6.38 average, no touchdowns and a fumble lost. Um, yeah, so Hunter Renfro and Nelson Aguilar just like totally blew him out of the water. Uh, but this was, you know, very spread out offense with that. Um, of course, Darren Waller being the main guy at tight end, uh, really took away from Henry Ruggs. So, um... It's a little too early to take the L on it, but I'm I'm leaning that I'm taking the L on this. Um, he's very talented, uh, and they better get him right. And hopefully, it was just because of the whole pandemic, no off-season uh, program, and they can get him uh, straightened out. You know, uh, up the speed. Um, there's a lot of Marquise Brown in him that I see. Uh, Marquise Brown started turning it around. You know, late his second year. So maybe that's what it's going to take. It's just going to take another year in here uh, to get it done. Number 10, Justin Jefferson. Wide receiver of the Vikings. Should have been higher. Should have been higher. <laughs> you, I, you know, I got to take the L on rugs when Justin Jefferson's behind him. I've heard of the detractors who hate that Jefferson was drafted by the Vikings, who are more of a run-first team. I'm trusting the talent of Jefferson, even if he's on the outside across from Thielen. <laughs> I'd prefer to have him in the slot just like everyone else, but Stefan Diggs thrived on the outside, and I believe Jefferson is as good, if not better, than Diggs. That one is a wait that part's a wait and see. But he certainly had the year, right? So Justin Jefferson, 133 targets, 88 receptions. 1400 yards, seven touchdowns, 26% target share. It's going to come down, it's going to come down next year, of course. There's going to be regression on it. Um I would expect that the defense gets better. Um but there was no denying. You saw it early. What was the week? What's the week that he just absolutely went off? Week 3. Week three, who was that against? Uh, That was against the Titans. And he had seven receptions uh, for 175 yards and a touchdown, 33% target share, and nine targets. So that's when he broke out. Uh, A lot of people doubted on there. And I I remember saying, I said, there it is. There it is. He's out. He is out now. And uh, you better get your share you better go get him right now. So hopefully he did. Number 11, Jerry Judy, wide receiver of the Broncos. Most folks would rather have the guy who will be a true number one wide receiver on the team that drafted them. I'm okay with Judy as the number two since the pressure will be on Cortland Sutton, who will draw top coverage. Didn't happen. Cortland Sutton got hurt early. Top coverage went to Jerry Judy. Leaving Judy with the second-best coverage, if not slipping inside from time to time and drawing slot coverage. That happened very rarely, uh, which I was kind of disappointed, but it was kind of nice for uh, fellow rookie K.J. Hamler. So Jerry Judy on the season, 117 targets, 52 receptions. That is not good. That is not good. I like the 117 targets, but you should be up in the 80s, um, at least in the high 70s, man. Three receptions. 856 yards, three touchdowns. He had a really bad stretch where he just couldn't catch a fucking thing. Um, And that really hurt Drew Locke. And that's the thing. A lot of people are dumping on Drew Locke, and it's like, dude, his wide receivers were not helping him whatsoever. Uh, But 856 yards, three touchdowns, 21% target share. So he's getting the target share. Uh, We'll see what happens when Cortland Sutton comes back uh, at the beginning of next year. Uh, I would assume that they will be a pretty good duo, and I do like to. Tim Patrick really grew on me, um, but he's going to end up becoming more of a complimentary because they're going to use KJ Hamler in the slot, so that's going to kind of suck, but it is what it is. Uh, number 13, C.D. Lamb, wide receiver of the Cowboys. Lamb didn't fall into a great spot as far as pecking order but he gets to man the slot with Cooper and Gallup on the outside, drawing top coverages. This will leave Lamb with a really nice coverage, and with Dak Prescott having to prove he is worth a big contract, you know he will want to sling the ball much more this season. The problem is whether or not Dak remains in Dallas or will a new quarterback come in, and he will have to develop chemistry with him. I'm betting on Dak staying in Lamb's talent. Now, we did see what he was going to look like without Dak Prescott. And he didn't look that bad. 111 targets, 74 receptions. There we go. We got, you know, about mid-range in there for the receptions. This is what Judy should have been at. 935 yards, five touchdowns, 18% target share. Not bad for a rookie year. Not bad for the quote-unquote third wheel. Also had 11 uh rushing attempts for 82 yards, good for a 7.45 average. That is awesome. That is awesome out of a wide receiver. One touchdown, one fumble loss. So, very good year for uh CD Lamb. He he was CD Lamb was my top wide receiver, and then it was Judy and then it was Jefferson. So, all 3 pretty decent uh like i said jerry judy's gotta he's gotta work on his hands but i think i, I would bet on him to kind of get it 15 jalen rager or wide receiver of the eagles i fucking hate this spot not because of rager himself but because the wide receiver corps are cluttered as fuck and the eagles decided to clutter it up even more by drafting two other wide receivers the way i see it rager should start in the slot this season and then eventually move to the outside when Jeffrey and or DJX move on to their post Eagles careers. I would expect some small returns early, with better returns in future seasons. So he was kind of the wait and see project in there. And let's see what the wait and see project did, huh? Should we? Should we? Let's do it. 58 targets, 31 receptions for 396 yards and a touchdown, 10% target share on the season. 5 rushing attempts, 26 yards. So, not too bad, but they that was the problem, you know, again, just fighting for uh targets in that offense. So, we'll have to see what happens. Now we got Nick Sirianni over there. Um the the name is escaping me but the offensive coordinator for that was in uh for the LA Chargers he is now the offensive coordinator for the Eagles so uh we'll see what happens with this 14 Denzel Mims although if you think about it let me let me let me throw this one out for, as far as Ragger. uh Keenan Allen was a slot wide receiver. Jalen Rager is a slot wide receiver, but he could move the outside in two wide receiver sets. I'm just, I'm just, I don't know, spitball. 14. Denzel Mims, wide receiver of the Jets. I'm not as high on Mims as most, but you cannot deny that he fell into a good spot with the Jets and is definitely from day one the team's number one wide receiver. Didn't happen. Incredibly talented and has the ability to get open on his own, which are great things for Sam Darnold as they move on from Robbie Anderson, Mister Anderson. Let's See how Denzel Mims did. This was a disaster of a season. Another disaster of a season. Forty-five targets, twenty-three receptions, three hundred and fifty-seven yards. Uh, had a nine percent target share. <laughs> wolf, wolf. Oh, he was hurt for five games, so. Maybe we just uh scratch that up as a as a mulligan, but I don't want to give out too many mulligans um, oh, that's right. I moved these kind of around whoops, I kind of forgot about that uh number seventeen hopefully I didn't move around too much more after that oh that's right. I moved rugs above. I had rugs behind Justin Jefferson and Jerry Judy, and I moved him up. Ugh. It's even worse. Now I feel like so much of a dickhole. Good God. 17, Van Jefferson, wide receiver of the Rams. This has more to do with opportunity than it does with talent. I'm not extremely high on Jefferson because he, because he really shouldn't have been drafted as early as he was. But what I can tell you is that the kid puts in the work and has a lot of confidence in himself. If he can work a bit more on using his hands rather than his body, he will succeed at this level. He's definitely better than Josh Reynolds, who everyone seems to want to suck his dick when he gets an opportunity. Fuck that dude. He's garbage. (laughs) How do you guys let me talk like this? Holy shit. Oh, Van Jefferson. Didn't really make it out of the field all too often. Um, 31 targets, 19 receptions for 220 and a touchdown. Uh, 5% target share on the season Um, Kid looks good Um, That's kind of a wait and see uh, Approach on that one Um, I'm not ready to take the L We'll have to see what happens this next year Uh, Expect Josh Reynolds to kind of move on from uh, L.A. Rams Unless they're willing to pay him But I doubt they're willing to pay all three of those wide receivers So We'll see what happens there Number 18, Zach Moss, running back of the Bills. Great offense, but has to deal with not only Devin Singletary, but Josh Allen as well for both touches and touchdowns. I like the kid, and he will do well with his opportunities, but I wish he would have ended up somewhere else for fantasy. Uh, that certainly was the case um, for Zach Moss. Let's see where he ended up. Zach Moss, 125 attempts for 481 yards. Good for a 3.85 average. Yuck. Uh, four touchdowns, no fumbles Lost, okay uh, 19 targets, 14 receptions 95 yards and a touchdown Good for a 3% target share uh, He was more of the goal line back That's why your yards per carry Is going to be a little bit smaller um, Want to see more from him We'll have to see what happens With the full offseason Number 19, Justin Herbert Quarterback of the Chargers Has the now, listen to this, okay? So, I wasn't big on Justin Herbert, right? Now, I, I like the kid. I like the kid. Holds on to the ball a little bit too long, but I like him. Has the ability to be more successful than Tega uh, Viola earlier rather than later. Better overall talent around him and an offense that suits his skills. I'm not that high on either, but you can't tell me he sits on the bench behind Tyrod Taylor all season. Uh he did not let's see what his stats ended up. Uh because he played he played all 16 games. Didn't he? No, Tyrod played that first game. That's right. So he played this is 15 games. Fifteen games. 432. Uh, completions on 595 attempts, good for 4,339 yards, 31 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Also had 55 rushing attempts for 234 yards, good for a 4.25 average, five TDs and one fumble loss. So he had 11 turnovers, but 36 touchdowns. That's a three to that's over a three to one ratio. You'll take that all day. But they do have a new offensive coordinator, so we have to be careful with this next year um, when we're drafting. Like, if you're, dra- if you're draft, if you're able to get them late, you know, 10th round or later, and then you want to take, like, a more stable quarterback too, um, just in case, uh would probably be okay with that. So 20 is Tua Tug of Iola, quarterback for the Dolphins uh dolphins have have done some work to improve their offensive line which was a big concern to me when we knew miami was selecting him they have a lot of work to do with this team and he can succeed but it will take some time and i still have concerns that we won't see him run as much as he did in college because of the hip. miami where we gotta go to miami now let's see here how many games how many real games did he play one two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. okay, so this is nine games, nine games, 214 completions on 290 attempts. not too bad. 1814 yards 200 a game, 11 touchdowns, five interceptions, yikes. Forty-two rushing attempts for 109 yards. Good for a two point six average. One touchdown, one fumble lost. So I told you he wasn't gonna run. He ran a little bit more than I thought. Now he ran twelve more times than what you know Ryan Fitzpatrick did, but still not as much as what a lot of people thought, right? Because a lot of people like just take off and go. Um and he is in very, very big trouble right now uh Chan reti uh quit basically uh, so he'll have a new offensive coordinator and we don't even know if two is going to be the starter next year so big concerns there and I and I I stressed it all draft season about that that I had very big concerns on him so if he fails don't uh hate to say it but I told you so 21, Brandon Ayuk, wide receiver of the 49ers. Ayuk will get the opportunity to start opposite of Debo Samuel. My concern is that the Niners will, will continue with their run-heavy ways, which will stunt his opportunity to achieve much fantasy, blah, 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 fantasy value. Now, that was before we knew anything was going on with Debo and his foot, right? So he got a lot of chances being the number one. How did he do? 113 targets, 60 receptions for 748 yards, five touchdowns, took a 20% target share. Also had six rushes for 77 yards, a 12.8 average, and two touchdowns, no fumbles lost. Very, very good rookie year for Mr. Brandon Ayuk. Very impressive. Impressed me a lot. I like Brandon Ayuk, but he's still gonna play second fiddle to Debo, in my opinion, for right now. And you know, they basically are secondary tertiary to George Kittle in this offense. Plus we don't even know who the quarterback's really gonna be. Is Jimmy G coming back or are they going somewhere else? So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, do like Brandon Ayuk, but um, just be careful with that. Like if in in double digit rounds and redraft, I'm I'm fine with it, but I wouldn't draft him uh, you know, as like, say your second uh Probably still as your second or third Wide receiver at this point 22 was LaVisca Chenault Jr. Wide receiver of the Jaguars Should line up opposite of DJ Chark But again, we have another wide receiver that went to A run-heavy offense with a less than Stellar quarterback. There's opportunity Here because everyone except him and DJ Suck a bag of dicks And that is true as well Although James Robinson, you know We'll get to him Um um, I did not like this offense. No, I did not. Uh, but his rookie year actually was a little bit better than I thought it was going to be. Ninety targets, fifty-eight receptions for six hundred yards and five touchdowns. Fifteen percent target share. Uh, had nineteen rushes for ninety-one yards, good for four point seven nine. I don't know why they were doing that. It wasn't really working out. And he played a lot more in the slot. So if he, they can get another wide receiver in there i kind of be all right with them, but it it should be more of a run-heavy uh, offense. Uh, but we'll have to see what happens with the new coaching staff. Uh, moved up Antonio Gibson right behind Chenault. I had him at 28, but I moved him to what, 23rd? 23rd? Antonio Gibson, uh, wide receiver slash running back for the Redskins. Uh, <laughs> douche canoes. Uh, a true wild card who will line up at wide receiver and running back as a jack of all trades type player. He's basically what Steven Sims was for the for the Deuce last season, uh, but with more talent, he ended up becoming the starting running back. Um, so but he did he he did get some pass receptions here, but 107 attempts for 795 yards, good for a 4.68 average. Great, that's a great average for a rookie. Uh, 11 touchdowns, two fumbles lost, so not bad. Not bad in the rushing game. Uh, Had a couple weeks of injuries in there, too. So, let's see, he had one, two, he had two, so that's basically on 14 games, so it's not too bad. Not too bad at all. Oof, pardon me. Had 44 targets, uh, 36 receptions for 247 yards, had a 7% target share. Uh, Of course, he had J.D. McKissick really... Uh, biting into the target share there. Uh so kind of is what it is, hopefully. You know, if JD McKissick is there, it's gonna it's kinda kinda hinder his PPR value. Um so you're gonna have to kind of be careful with that. But he he looked pretty good. I, I'm gonna admit he looked pretty good. Probably should have been a little bit higher, but um still need to see How he goes. Because with him getting nicked up, that really concerns me. Really concerns me. Oh, Senior bowls practice. Oh, I wish I could watch this. Huh. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Who is that? Carter for North Carolina. That kid looked pretty good. Hmm. All righty. Get back in here. Now we got Keyshawn Vaughn running back for the Buccaneers. Everyone has a boner for this kid, and he is basically a copy of the guy in front of him in Ronald Jones. He also has a deal with Raymond Calais. Didn't have to. The other rookie has upside, but to me it's dangerous. Keyshawn Vaughn did nothing. Uh, In fact, they brought in Leonard Fournette. Now he will get probably more opportunities next year. I wouldn't expect Leonard Fournette back. Uh so basically 27 attempts, 109 yards, 4.04 average, no touchdowns, fumble lost, five receptions on ten targets for 34 yards and a touchdown, two percent target share. So uh still I wasn't really impressed with him when I did see him on the field. So I am just like ugh. DJ Dallas, running back of the Seahawks. <laughs> This, to me, is a sneaky running back to target late in drafts. Seattle had reach for him in the fourth round, and all it will take for him to start is an injury to Chris Carson until they brought in Carlos Hyde, of course. What about Penny? Due toward his ACL up late in the year, which means he won't be ready to go to start the season, leaving Dallas with an opportunity to steal the backup role. He could even take over the top spot if Carson doesn't re-sign with the team after the season. Uh, they didn't do much with Rashad Penny even when he came back. It was kind of funny. Um three games, two attempts, three attempts, six attempts. So they didn't do much. He had 11 attempts in those three games that he came back in. Uh, DJ Dallas, though, wasn't all that great. <laughs> 38 attempt, uh, rushing attempts for 108 yards, good for a 2.84 average. Gross. Uh, two TDs, uh, no fumbles lost, but it also had 20 targets, 17 receptions for 111 yards and a touchdown. Uh, 4% target share on the season. Uh, Not horrible, but I would say that they definitely need to uh, fix his offensive line, uh, no matter who is the running back there. So uh, that is really kind of a concern for me. So uh, he's kind of a wait and see. We get this late in the draft. These are all kind of like, you know, firing darts. Devin Duvernay, wide receiver of the Ravens, theme here continues, has has an opportunity to slot, but unless Lamar Jackson is able to throw more, his growth may be stunted. Unless Marquise Brown can't stay in the field, I don't see a ton of opportunity to excel here. Uh, he did not. Now, they did use him in the return game, which was kind of a bonus. Uh, he did get a touchdown there. But on the season, they didn't really do much with him. Uh, 24 targets, 18 receptions for 184 yards. No touchdowns. Also had four rushing attempts for 70 yards, so that was good. 17.5 average. So if they want to use him in that uh, regard, that would be great. Um, but nothing, nothing really major uh, from that guy there. Uh, Devin Asiasi, tight end for the Patriots. Uh, best rookie tight end spot this season with the Patriots relying on either uh, J- uh, Jarrett Stidham or Hoyer throwing the ball. This was all before Cam Newton signed. And him being the best tight end on the team from day one. Uh, still kind of like Ossie, Ossie here. He should get more opportunity next year. We'll have to see who the quarterback is uh, next season. Uh, let's see. He's not going to have major stats. He was hurt most of the year. Uh yeah, eight targets, two receptions, thirty nine yards and a touchdown. So nothing major. Brian Edwards, wide receiver of the Raiders. Might take a bit to see any returns on this kid, but he has talent. Just needs other pieces to go away, and the passing attack didn't do anything this year. Anything. I I take the, I completely take that back. He had a couple of targets. How many did he have? Fifteen. Eleven receptions for one hundred and ninety three yards and a touchdown, though. Not bad. Um, most of that came, you know, a lot of that came late in the year. Uh, he's going to be a wait-and-see project. We'll have to see what happens with Nelson Aguilar. If they, I believe he only signed a one-year deal, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, we'll see what happens, uh, see if he lines up across from uh, Henry Ruggs. Chase Claypool of the Steelers has an opportunity to steal a starting spot this season, but after Roethlisberger uh, eventually retires, is it even worth keeping on your roster? (laughs) Um, I think think the answer is going to be yes uh, to that one. Uh, Chase Claypool, 115 targets, man. Ben Roethlisberger is a huge key here for him, but... Uh, 115 targets, 62 receptions, 873 yards, and nine touchdowns. Had a 18% target share. So he was the wide receiver, three. Took that away from James Washington. Uh, seven att- uh, rushing attempts for 11 yards, 1.57 average. Gross, two TDs, and a fumble lost. Uh, so Chase Claypool, uh, if you took a chance on him late uh, or, if, you know, I don't know what my ranking my rankings are versus anybody else's. So, um, but hopefully you were able to get yourself a share Chase Claypool because he might be pretty decent. KJ Hamler, wide receiver of the Broncos. I love the kid's op- upside in the sl- uh, upside, upside in the slot. But he will have much. Uh, but will he have much opportunity with Sutton and Judy ahead of him? Uh, you will also be relying on Drew Locke taking a step up this season, which I believe he does. Mm in an offense that focuses on the run first. So, um, so what did Mr. Hamler have? He was hurt part of the season, too. Yeah, he was hurt for two games. So, 52 targets, 27 receptions for three, 33, and three. Touchdowns, 9% target share. Also had nine rushing attempts for 31 yards. Good for a 3.44 average. Um <clears throat> Didn't get much this year. They were running double tight ends. Uh, They're kind of staying more in a base formation, so it didn't really get Hamler on the field too much. But I still like the kid. He's got some upside. Joshua Kelly, running back for the Chargers. He's one Austin Eckler injury away from being the starter on the team that likes to throw to the running back. If you have Eckler, you will want him. If you don't, you will want to take a shot on him late in drafts. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. That kid did not look good. That kid needed an offseason. Uh, 111 attempts for 354 yards, good for a 3.19 average. Two touchdowns, two fumbles lost. Whoa. Also had 24 targets, caught 23 balls for 148 yards. Had 4% of the whole target share in the season. Uh Give him an off, see- off season. Uh, he was late enough, you know. We're talking, God, third round of a rookie draft. Um, it's still not too bad. Anthony McFarland Jr., running back at the Steelers, talented kid who isn't in the running for the top spot, but can secure the number one backup role with a good preseason. Uh, well, they didn't have a preseason, so. That kind of that kind of hurt him. They decided, you know, Benny Snell was going to continue to be the backup, um, but Anthony McFarland ended up being the third, kind of the third running back. Uh, but he only had 33 rushing attempts for 113 yards, dismal 3.42 uh, average, no touchdowns, no fumbles, lost. Also, had 10 targets uh, in the passing game, six receptions for 54 yards, 2% target share. Uh, he's kind of a wait and see project. Uh, definitely, if you got him really super late, uh, it's great. Darrington Evans, running back of the Titans. He's Henry's backup, but expecting this kid to succeed as well as Henry. If he got injured, is a tall order. Keep your expectations low, but he is a talented running back. Uh, was a handcuff for a while, and then he got hurt. See how he finished up. Oh, he got hurt. Shit, he was hurt for... God, half the goddamn year. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games he missed. So that led to 14 rushing attempts for 54 yards. It's a 3.86 average. Only four targets, two receptions, 27 yards, and a touchdown. So wait and see guy there. Still like Darrington Evans. Uh, the Titans like Darrington Evans. Lamichael P. Ryan, running back for the Jets. He will be Bell's backup because every other running back on the team is a bona fide fucktard. Um, and then they brought in old man river, uh, Frank Gore, which did not help. Um, let's see how his stats ended up though. 61 rushing attempts for 231 yards. That's good for a 3.79 average. Ugh. Two touchdowns, no fumbles. Uh, also had 12 targets, nine receptions for 47 yards, 2% target share. Uh, in comparison, his rushing average compared to Frank Gore, uh, with P. Ryan's 3.79, you had Frank orr at 3.35. Just absolutely gross. Gross. Ugh. I do like little Michael P. Ryan, but I don't think he's not going to end up being a number one back, so am going to kind of pass on it. Uh, Jordan love quarterback of the Packers. He may or may not eventually replace Aaron Rodgers. talented kid who will need a couple seasons to learn the position from an NFL standard. Um, yeah, he hasn't seen the field. He has not seen the field. So wait and see. He's the project. You're just holding, holding, holding. So see what's going on. Eventually he's got to get a shot. Some, you know, either here or they trade him. And, uh, you know, try to get some draft capital back, so we'll see what happens. Aaron Rodgers had a great year, so definitely Rodgers is back next year. Tyler Johnson, wide receiver of the Buccaneers. I love this kid, and he has the chance to take a starting spot away from Justin Watson. The only issue is, will he continue to be a third wheel down the stretch? Let's see what Mr. Tyler Johnson did this season. 18 targets, 12 receptions, 169 yards, two touchdowns, good for a 3% target share. Um, we don't know if Antonio Brown is going to be back next year, so um, I would expect them probably not to spend the money on him um, and just kind of let him go. They got lucky that <clears throat> he made it through this year without any fucking controversy. So, uh, But Tyler Johnson, man, uh, especially in these playoffs, he, he's going to be good. That kid is going to be good. He's going to end up being a slot wide receiver, so keep your eye on him. Uh, Jacob Eason, quarterback of the Colts. Hopefully he gets a couple of seasons to learn behind Phillip Rivers and has the talent to be a capable NFL quarterback. Uh, they did not put him on the field whatsoever. Um, and Phillip Rivers is gone this year, so... Uh, Apparently they're not too thrilled with him, but again, no offseason. It's kind of hard to um, hard to focus or uh, hard to judge him right now. Uh, we'll have to see. Hopefully, we get some preseason games to be honest with you, because I'd really like to see some of these kids in action. Uh, Lynn Bowden Jr., wide receiver of the Raiders. Now he's with the Miami Dolphins. Um, <laughs> holy shit! I get it. The kid is talented, and I like him too. But how much action is he really going to get in this offense? A real wild card, just like Antonio Gibson. Uh he went to Miami. What did he do over in LVR? Oh, he did nothing in LVR because I think I just tr- I think I just changed it all the way. Did I change it all the way over to where is he? There he is. Huh. Oh, any which way. 46 targets, 28 receptions, 211 yards. That's gross. Uh, 10 rushes for 32 yards, 3.2. So, Lynn Bowden is probably not going to last too long in this league. Uh, but I guess Miami really likes him, so we'll see. Albert O, oh, tight end for the Broncos. He got hurt. I really like Albert Owen. like... That he reunites with his old college quarterback and Drew Locke. Uh, if I remember correctly, he had a really good game. He had a really good fucking game, and that's when I believe he tore his ACL. If I'm not mistaken, or ruptured his Achilles. No, two games before he did it, he had a touchdown, but it was only on one reception. So, uh, 15 targets, 11 receptions, 121 yards, and a touchdown. So. Not too great, but they do like him. They do like him a lot. They'll run two tight end sets with uh, Noah Fant and uh, Albert O this next year. Joe Reed, wide receiver for the Chargers. He has a shot to compete with Andre Patton for a spot opposite Mike Williams in three wide receiver sets. Uh, but with the number of targets that also go to tight end running backs, his share would be small anyways. Uh, he sucked uh, this year. I don't even. God, did he get fucking hurt? I feel like he got hurt. Well, he did late in the year, but he didn't do anything. They only gave him one fucking target. It's fucking gross. He didn't do anything, but I got to keep my eye on him. I wouldn't drop him. Uh, Quintez Cephas, wide receiver for the Lions. I kind of like his spot as a possible replacement for Marvin Jones down the road. Uh, <clears throat> very um, very spotty You know, for his play. Uh, when As far as when he gets on the field and stuff, uh, 37 targets, 19 receptions for 349 yards and two touchdowns. It's a 6% target share. Um, I like the kid. <clears throat> uh, he's got potential. He's a lot faster than what they they had been telling you. So if you got Quintess Cifa she- shares, I would keep them. We'll have to see what happens. Uh, Adam Troutman, tight end of the Saints. He has a couple of seasons before I believe he makes a difference with Jared Cook and Josh Hill still there. Uh, Josh Hill was actually used more as a fullback here, but it kind of is what it is. Um, Let's see what his stats ended up. Adam Troutman, 17 targets, 15 receptions, 171 yards, and a touchdown. (laughs) It's not bad. Not bad overall. Um, You know, of course, you'd like more out of it, but... I think Jared Cook, his days are done in New Orleans, and they're just going to keep a cheap approach. So Adam Troutman might be on the radar for next year. Cole Komet, another tight end. Bears, the worst spot that a tight end could have been drafted uh, to based on how many tight ends they generally rotate in and out of the lineup during the game. Uh, he ended up, uh, they ended up playing him quite a bit down the stretch. In fact, he was actually the... The starter here, uh, but Cole Kmet, fifty-one targets, twenty-eight receptions for two forty-three and two, uh, good for an eight percent target share on the season. Um, he looked good when he was in there. Uh, They're finally, you know, willing to run that rookie out there, but it took a while. Um, so I'm still hesitant on him. Uh, would definitely like to not have Jimmy Graham there, so it kind of gives you more uh, for Cole Komet. Jalen Hurts, quarterback of the Eagles. Uh, will he be Taysom Hill for the Eagles? This has disaster written all over it. I like Hurts. I just hate the spot. Um, yeah, we're not going to get into this. Uh, Carson Wentz is still technically the quarter, uh, the starting quarterback for this team. So, uh, I, I, uh, hold on to him because uh, he could be special. They might trade him. Who knows? might try to get something for him. Harrison Bryant, tight end over the Browns, will take a year or two to pay off, but he's my second favorite tight end in this draft, and they actually did get him on the uh, field quite a bit uh, with David Njoku being hurt for part of the year. Um, <clears throat> 41 targets, 21 receptions uh, for 203 and four touchdowns. Had an 8% target share, so... Uh, not too bad. Not too bad for an offense that really wants to throw the fucking ball. It's like nobody's business. Uh, Isaiah Coulter, wide receiver of the Texans. It will take a year to see any real return on investment here as he has four wide receivers ahead of him. As far as possible, target share, not so much anymore. And they might lose to Sean Watson. So, my God, Isaiah Coulter is fucked. Um, they would not put him on the field. Even with all the injuries to wide receivers, you know, Kenny Stills was released, uh, suspensions, and they wouldn't put Isaiah Coulter on the field. So there's something going on there. Just be aware of it. I wouldn't drop him right now, but who knows? He, he could already be a fucking bust for them. Um, but at least it didn't cost anything more than a fourth-round rookie uh, pick at the most, at the most. Eno Benjamin, running back for the Cardinals. If you're invested in Kenyon Drake, you'll want some Eno here. Uh, didn't really do too much, um, so but I still like the kid. So uh, Dalton Keene, tight end of the Patriots. Not my favorite tight end, but his second best on the team behind fellow rookie, Ossie Ossie. Um, where are you, Dalton Keene? Yeah, yeah, he didn't have much for stats, so we're not even going to bother going through there. Um So we still have a tight end race there. We'll just have to see what happens. Uh, Bryson Hopkins, tight end of the Rams. Wasn't big on him before the draft and definitely don't care much for him afterwards. And that was all true. I mean, you had uh, the two tight ends in front of him, Everett and and Higby. Uh, I believe Everett is a free agent, so he'll be gone. So we'll have to see if uh, Keane uh or no i'm sorry bryson hopkins actually uh makes it into the starting lineup or you know the rotation of two so donovan people's jones wide receiver of the browns love his talent but he's buried on the depth chart right now he actually didn't do too bad uh with the limited opportunities that he had i like the kid he actually showed some speed and some burst uh and that's what i like but I mean, really, you know, he had 25 targets, 14 receptions for 304 yards, two touchdowns, good for a 5% target share. Um, I like the kid. I do. I really do. John Hightower, wide receiver for the Eagles, has an opportunity, but just like Rager, he really needs other wide receivers to go away. Eventually he could be the second fiddle in the passing offense for wide receivers. Um, Go back to Philly here. Uh John Hightower. Twenty-six targets, ten receptions, one hundred and sixty-seven yards. Uh he was nothing more than uh a cheap down down the field threat at some point. And that was kind of and, and he actually got jumped over uh especially when Jalen Hurts took over. Uh he got jumped over by Quez Watkins, who was a couple guys down uh from him. Uh, just do it while I'm still here on the Philly page. But has a chance to be someone. But like Rager and Hightower, he really needs help in a cluttered wide receiver core. Uh, Quez Watkins, fourteen targets, seven receptions, 106 yards, and one touchdown. Like I said, he really only came around when Jalen Hurts was there. Uh, must have formed some kind of a you know bond uh on, in practice and stuff. So that's what i'm going to say about that uh desmond patman uh wide receiver for the colts colts got a fucking steal of patman in the sixth round I believe he has the talent to replace hilton down the road or flat out steal a slot spot this season uh he did not do any of that this year um he sat the bench the whole, almost the whole year or so or was inactive so he's a wait and see raymond calais running back buccaneers i think he went to see it ended up in seattle i think uh, has a chance to steal a role, if not the top spot in this Bucs backfield. Nope, nope, nope. No, he doesn't. He is basically worthless. I pretty much just cut Raymond Calais. Uh, James Prochet, wide receiver for the Ravens. Love the kid. Absolutely hate the spot and doing nothing for the Ravens. Uh, Colin Johnson, wide receiver for the Jaguars. I said, fuck no. Um, he actually did get some something done this year. He had a little bit of a rapport with... Mike Lennon, uh, 34 targets, 18 receptions, 272 72 yards, and two touchdowns. Good for a 6% target share. Uh, so he was getting it done, but um, good God, no. Not in that offense. I'm not messing around with it. Uh, Darnell Mooney, wide receiver for the Bears. Needs to get released from the Bears and picked up by another team to succeed. That is not That is not true at all. Um actually didn't do too bad let's see what he ended up so wow darnell mooney had 100 targets on the season 61 receptions 631 three touchdowns good for a 16 percent target share uh on the full whole season five rushing attempts for 20 yards good for a four average so that's not too big of a deal but darnell mooney if you got him down there hey 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 he's good Kid is good. I'm impressed. KJ Osborne, wide receiver for the Vikings. If he impresses in the preseason, he has a shot to be a difference maker. That did not happen. He didn't do shit. Uh, so wait and see. Colby Parkinson, tight end for the Seahawks. Taller than Groot, but would need the Guardians of the Galaxy to achieve any consistent value. Uh he didn't do anything. He played, I think, maybe two games. So KJ Hill, wide receiver for the Chargers. Has a sneaky chance to secure the slot role for himself. Whenever Keenan Allen hags it up, Uh, K.J. Hill. Let's see what K.J. Hill did. Oh, yeah, 12 targets, 7 receptions for 73 yards. Yeah. (laughs) Garbage. Garbage. Uh, Gabriel Davis for the Bills. Uh, I just laughed at it. Uh, And then Isaiah Hodges for the Bills. Again, let me say I laughed at it uh bills proved me wrong and gabriel davis proved me wrong isaiah hodges was uh, nothing for the year so we can just skip that Uh, but gabriel davis on the year 70 targets 35 receptions for 590 and seven touchdowns good for a 12 percent target share so uh gabriel davis will be the replacement for john brown he's earned it uh for next year so um yeah thank you for proving me wrong gabriel davis i'm i'm okay with it i am okay with it freddie swain a wide receiver for the seahawks i just don't see him having a real chance here unless seattle gets devastated by career ending injuries in the receiving course uh didn't do much a couple carries i think he had a touchdown but nothing much there Juwan Jennings, wide receiver for the 49ers. Could be a poor man's as Anquan Bolden, but not for a couple of years. This is true. He didn't do much. Uh, he was inactive most weeks. Jason Huntley, why, uh, running back for the Lions. He is absolutely buried and isn't that good to begin with. Thank you very much. He is garbage. He is not going to do anything. Malcolm Perry, wide receiver for the Dolphins. It is the Dolphins which give him a better shot to do something versus other teams. Pardon me. Um who are we at? Oh, Malcolm Perry. I was gonna look to see if he did anything. I don't think he did much. Uh Malcolm Perry. Yeah, fifteen targets, nine receptions, ninety two yards, three rushes for five, so he didn't do anything. We'll see what happens, but I think he might be somebody to cut because uh um God. Why oh, am I brain farting on here? Um Lynn Bowden would have a better shot than Malcolm Perry, to be completely honest. Uh Tyree Cleveland, wide receiver for the Broncos, he has just too much to overcome uh he did play in a couple of games but nothing major james morgan quarterback for the jets he would never be able to beat darnold off for the top spot career backup uh jake luton quarterback for the jaguars he has the opportunity to beat Minshew for the top spot but i worry this coaching staff will be gone soon You will have to start all over again so (laughs) i actually kind of called that it's funny uh let's look at luton's stats just see what it was how he did this year uh sixty completions out of hundred and ten attempts, six twenty four, two TDs, six interceptions. Oh my god. Also had a rush for thirteen yards and a touchdown. Oh <laughs> Nate Stanley, quarterback for the Vikings, could take over the job when Cousins retires in a few years. He was actually cut and put on practice squad at one point, so nope. 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 Uh Jake Fromm, quarterback of the Bills, straight garbage. I told you everything you needed to know before the draft while everyone straight lied about his fucking talent. And he never never even made it close I don't even, to, like, a backup job. They had Matt Barkley as the backup all year, so just garbage. Uh, Steven Sullivan tied in for the Seahawks. I ranked him low because of the team, not because of the talent. Uh was never going to get a chance to get on the field. Tyler Davis tied in the Jaguars. Gross. Uh, Ben DiNucci, quarterback of the Cowboys, DiNucci, uh, DiNucci. Tommy Stevens, quarterback of the Saints, sounds like the prick that tries to steal your girl while wearing 100% original ostrich boots. Uh, Still true. Uh, Josiah Deguera, tight end for the Packers, Uh, too cluttered of a crew and it will never be anything different in Green Bay. They moved Deguera to fullback, and that's kind of funny because... Dominique Daphne, uh, who was the practice squad tight end for the Packers, actually started picking up some of the fullback roles. So um, Deguero will be back next year. We'll see what happens there. there. Uh, Charlie Werner, tight end for the 49ers. I just threw up in my mouth, purely a blocking tight end. He was no good. Uh, Cole McDonald, quarterback of the Titans. He's fine, but I don't see him getting the chance to start before you cut him from your team. And guess what? The Titans actually cut, them fr- cut him from their team. So <laughs> kind of tells you about Cole McDonald. I bet you Cole McDonald started a farm. E-I-E-I, yikes. <laughs> oh, but that's the dynasty. I mean, that's, that's the rookies um, that we had. Uh, for the skill positions, you know, and uh, we'll get back into them a little bit more, too, when we go back through um, <clears throat> the, you know, the positions, the quarterback, the running back, wide receiver, all that stuff. So, um, so yeah, just pay attention all week. We're going to continue to do this all week for all the positions, kind of talk it through. Um, uh, when we do the positions, it'll be mostly taking a look at where I had them kind of ranked, uh versus a d p um and how you know if it worked out and we'll we'll take a look at the stats and see what happened there but uh you know until then you guys take care and uh stay warm, sons of bitches.